Well, good morning. My name's Todd. For those of you I don't know, I'm the pastor here, lead pastor, and uh, I'm so glad that you are with me. Standing next to me here is Carrie Beck, and Carrie is our one community director, and I always point this out, Carrie, you are a volunteer director. And uh, so anyway, she serves just like any of you serve um, for free. And so uh, we're so thankful that you do that, Carrie. And she has really been the one who has um, kind of been the quarterback for this whole process of this uh, last month, 30 projects in 30 days. If you've been here over the course of the last month, one of the things that you'll know is that um, we had a message series that was taking it to the streets. And uh, along with that, we had this emphasis that we wanted all of us to be involved in serving our community. And so Carrie helped organize everything. She did all the detailed planning. She made sure everything was ready to go for these 30 projects in 30 days. So way to go, Carrie. We're proud of you and we're very thankful for you. But I wanted to ask you some questions. Um, uh, in terms of 30 projects in 30 days, our whole goal in all this was that we would go out and represent our community well. Um, how do you think that was accomplished? Tell us a little bit about these projects and tell us how you believe that um, representing Jesus was accomplished over the course of these last 30 days. Good questions, Todd. <laughs> um, I want to say hi to everybody. Thank you all so much. And just personally, thank you so much for what you, you did. I'm in tears. I'm in awe <laughs> of what you guys have come together and done the past month. Um, as far as reaching out into our community, Cynthia, Cynthia told me before April, she said, Carrie, this is not going to be easy. If this was easy, every church would be doing this. Yeah. And she was so right. This was not easy. Um, just because we all have our own time, we all have our own schedules and our own priorities, and just what we did, um, what you did, just far exceeded um, my whole yeah. thought about this. And that spread into the community. Because of this, we've been able to establish community partners with already existing organizations. And it is so amazing because these people, they need our help, and they are absolutely amazed. These are the whole list. There they list. are yeah. up there, yeah. Um, they are amazed um, that a church was willing to give of their time, that our church members were just willing to come and serve them. Um, so we've had great, great, um, you know, reaction to this. Fantastic. Um, you know, one of the things that we realize is that we as a church can't do everything. And there are, are frankly, some things that we don't do well. And so that's why we partner with um, organizations like you see up here on the screen, the Deep Well Project, Volunteers in Medicine. Um, we have uh, taken several people over to the soup kitchen, and we have some of you who serve there on a regular basis. And um, I, I don't know about you, one of the things that excites me is that you have multiple churches coming together in a community partnering together. In a lot of communities, that doesn't happen, and we need to give God the glory for that. That is great news, and so it's very exciting, and you can see the rest of those um, partners yes. that we've got established. Now, the whole goal of today is to give God the glory for what he's doing, so I'm not looking for an accolade here, but tell me what the response, because you have the relationship with some of these community leaders, some of these leaders of the organizations. Tell us what the response has been from their point of view of what's happened over the past 30 days. Well, we've gotten thank you notes from these people, um, from some of the leaders. Just a, for instance, the week of the heritage, I received an email, as did... Um, the whole email list from St. Andrews that does the soup kitchen on Fridays. And the coordinator was concerned that they weren't going to have enough volunteers. Mm -hmm. And uh, 
without you know me responding, saying I'm sure that we're going to have people there, we had, gosh, I think about 15 people that showed up and helped staff that. This was a con like a, you know an actual concern. This was a need that we filled, and um, so I know that the community leaders are so excited that we did not try to create our own soup kitchen. In fact. That's just an example. They're excited that we didn't try to do a food pantry here. They're excited that we are showing that we can help them and support them. That's great. That's fantastic. Well, and I think that um, that's one of the things that, um, uh, you, you know, the spirit of cooperation, if you look at all throughout the, the New Testament, the spirit of cooperation is there. And I think that's one of the things that we can do to honor God with what we do is to serve in partnership with many of these other organizations. Now, the real burning question in my mind is, um, and we mentioned this last week if you were here, but the real question in my mind, Carrie, is this is a 30-day emphasis, um, the purpose of which was to kind of spur us on um, but we don't want to end because it's now Cinco de Mayo, right? May, you know, May 1st rolled around on Wednesday. It's all done. We're done with that. Tell us how we can make this, take it from 30 days mm -hmm. and make it 365 days. The way I look at this is it's like a Kickstarter campaign. Um, I think y'all might be familiar with that. What we did was a, a push to get these relationships established and to get people into these organizations. But now the amazing thing is that these organizations are starting to email me and say, we have needs. So this is going to be an ongoing thing um, for projects. And as projects become available, we're going to be putting them on our website. And it's uh, hiltonheadislandcc.org and then backslash one-community.com. So we're going to have just projects listed as, as they come in. And, and like I said, we now have these relationships. So people are going to be um, asking us for, for their help. And we should continue to serve. Absolutely. I want to encourage you to check that out. That is a full resource that we've actually, over the course of the last week, really taken up a notch with more information. I'll explain that at the end of today. Now, um, Carrie isn't really expecting this. I'm going to ask Cody to come up. Um, she worked um, so many hours. Um, she had so many things that she did to help us out. So Carrie, just as an expression of our gratitude and appreciation, we just wanted to give you a little gift. And thank you for all your work. Thank you. So, way to go. Now, here's the thing. We have another service, so you can't open that yet, okay? All right? So, isn't that mean? Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Awesome. Yeah, we Don't trust go. the student pastor. That is great. That's awesome. Um, I just want to thank Carrie for all that she has done. She did a great job in serving our community and given a lot of time and sacrificed a lot of her time and effort. And so but thank you. It was everybody. Time. Absolutely. It really was. So why don't you give Carrie another round of applause? I'm going to have you go that way. Okay. Hand that to me. All right. You go that way. Yes, absolutely. Now, this man right here needs no introduction. Um, he is our student pastor, um, Cody. We're glad you're here, buddy. Well, thank um, you. So uh, glad that you showed up this morning. Uh, I'm just kidding. Um, we are so glad that you are here. And God has not been doing just amazing things in our community effort, but he's been doing some really incredible things in our student ministry. And so I want to turn things over to Cody. Thanks for all that you're doing. Tell us what's happening in student ministry, man. Awesome. Okay? Thank you so much, Vanna White, everybody. Okay. <laughs> thank you. He asked as if I was wor he's worried about me not showing up. That's that's strange. I don't understand that one. Um, when he asked me to talk about student ministry, I believe that you know I can probably just say some things. You'd be like, "Oh, that's a student pastor." So I invite two of my um, one of, two of my students come on up. Yeah, their name is Zach and Josh Polk. Um, give them a round of applause. They're a little nervous. 
Um, just want to say something about Zach here. He just uh, he is now state champ of lo- long jump and um, and high jump. You must work out a little, a little bit. All right. Jealous. Anyways, guys, can you please tell uh, the congregation what has God done through the student ministry? Um, I think more than anything, it's given me personally a stronger faith. Um, going into uh, the first day of youth group, I feel like I had a, uh, like a lesser faith. Like a, my understanding of my faith was very weak. But um, just going to the youth groups, listening to the deep questions that um, you ask us and um, that we ask ourselves, um, I feel like my, strength, my faith is a whole lot stronger than it was. Awesome. Amen. Awesome. What about you, Josh? Uh, just to add on to that, um, when we go into, uh, on Sunday nights to uh, youth ministry, uh, they ask us questions that really challenge us and really get us thinking, not the questions that we go to a Christian school, so it's not the questions that we ask at school. It's like a time where we can go, and if there's not something going right, we'll, he'll, they'll ask us questions where we can really reflect and really uh, tell them like, what's going on in our lives. So that's really helpful. Yeah. Awesome, awesome. Um, you guys were also a part of our middle school retreat, Awkward, and you guys were leaders, and God did amazing things there through our retreat. Uh, we had three new... Uh, Three uh, relationships started with Christ there at the retreat, and then three rededications. And so, obviously, God did some amazing things, but you guys were leaders, and I want to know, from your perspective, what did God do on the weekend retreat? Let him go first. All right, there you go. All right, well, um, it was... um it was a really great experience getting to know the kids, and they, you could tell they really wanted to be there. They really wanted to learn more about the, uh, Christ and the Bible, and they really, um, and after, after all the time was over, you could tell that they were really affected spiritually in a positive way, and they really learned a lot, and the p- kids in my room were just great, like really attentive listeners and learners, and they really like uh, answered the questions well, and like better than I probably would have in middle school. But, I mean, it was, it was just a great experience overall. Awesome. Thank you guys very much. You guys give a round of applause to Zach and Josh Polk. <laughs> Amazing guys. Um, just a plug-in. If you have a middle school or a high school student, and I don't know their name, please bring them up to me. Talk to me. I love to know what God is doing through your students, whether they're a part of our congregation or not. I want to know what God is doing through your students. Um, I, uh, we're also a part of a Belize trip, the student ministry, and I have two girls who are going to come up here and talk about what God is doing through them for this Belize trip. This is Grace and Callie. Everybody say hello. They're a little nervous. Don't worry about it. It's fine. All right. So what prompts you guys to be a part of our Belize trip? Um, Well, I've always felt like it's been a calling of mine to go on a missions trip to preach to the children who are uh, less fortunate. And especially after the first meeting, I just went with my family just to see what it was like. And they showed us a video, and it just really touched my heart, and I knew that's what God wanted me to do. You guys can scoot a little bit. I I may smell. It'll be okay. Um, So, Callie, you were a friend of Grace, and you you heard about this, and you were like, that's be something that I want to do. What prompts you? Um, well, I felt, like, really called to go, like, spread God's love with people who are less fortunate than me. Yeah, that's a great answer. <laughs> that's awesome. Um, what are you guys looking forward to the most? 
Definitely the children because I just I love children and uh, being able to play games because we're gonna be kind of like in charge with some other like younger students and we're gonna just help with games and I love soccer and I know they're all amazing at soccer so it'll be awesome to play with them. You're probably going to learn some things about soccer from them. So, yeah, I probably. just, <laughs> FYI. Um, Callie, what about you? Um, definitely the same thing. I've always wanted to be a teacher, so I'm really excited to spend time with all the kids. Great. And um, so has God been doing uh, some things through you guys, um, whether, you know, through your friends or family, but what has God done up to this point so far? Before we even went on the go on a trip, is God doing something in your guys' life right now? Mm, well, it's amazing because my parent, my whole family, we're all going, and we've had so many people just providing for us and praying for us, and it's just amazing to see that how like God's there for us. Um, friends and family have given me support and provided for me, so that's helped a lot. Amen, amen. Ladies and gentlemen, would you give a round of applause for Grace and Kelly? <laughs> Callie, I'm sorry, Callie. <laughs> God is doing amazing things um, through students, but also in this trip, uh, there's been awesome stories that I would love to tell you guys. Um, so please grab me and say, hey, what is God doing right now for the Belize trip? And I would love to have a conversation about you, uh, for you about that. So please welcome Pastor Todd back up on the stage. Hey, you're looking good. Before you go down, I just um, want to say something about this guy. Um, he started with us uh, back in July, and um, I don't know about you, but uh, Cody and his team are doing an amazing job in our student ministry. Why don't we give him a round of applause, man? You're doing a fantastic job. I don't know if you noticed it. You, you, you can go. You can go. I'm going to still talk about you for a few minutes, but... Um, I don't know if you noticed it, if you picked up on it, but he mentioned that um, back at the awkward retreat, which I should have gone to because of the name, um, back at the retreat that they had for middle schoolers, um, they had three kids come to know Jesus Christ as their Savior and three dedications. Um, he mentioned that kind of in passing there, but that's awesome, y'all, to think about the fact that God did that in our students and that that in 2013, the first person to accept Jesus Christ as their personal Savior here at this church was a middle schooler. That is great news. And so um, we give God the glory um, for that. I'm going to have Ashley Carson come up here on stage with me. And uh, Ashley is someone that you may not know. Um, you've probably seen her face around there at the guest service desk. But um, I want to introduce you to Ashley she is our guest service coordinator. Why don't you guys say hello to Ashley here this morning. Ashley's our guest service coordinator, and um, I don't know if you know it, but it takes um, well over 30 people. In fact, if you really count everybody that's involved throughout the week in guest services, Island Kids, our parking team, um, man, those guys today, you are earning your money. Uh, let me just tell you. Um, but uh, anyway, hospitality, guest services, uh, the people who greet and smile when you come in, our island kids, the folks that work in our island kids team production, they do an amazing job. And um, it takes over 30 people to do what we do in and out each week. And they do it and they give up their time. Ashley oversees a group of those people that uh, we call guest services. And so, Ashley, we're so thankful for your time and the effort that you give. Um, tell us um, a little bit about guest services and tell us how you see guest services serving the overall mission of the church. 
um, here at Hilton Head Island Community Church. How do you see that being done? Um, guest services consist of um, three different groups, and as Todd said, it starts in the parking lot. Um, and those today helped you um, come in nice enough to have an umbrella for you. Um, so it starts there, and then as you come into the church, there's um, several different people who um, are welcoming, welcoming you, informing you um, of things that are going on. And then we also have hospitality, which are, are the lovely ladies who um, provide the, the coffee each, each and every week. Um, and the mission of the church is to share um, the message of Christ and to help um, lead people um, towards Christ. And so this is the same with guest services. Our message is um, ultimately to share that message through informing you, welcoming you, and um, through um, Christ's love. Now, um, each week in and out, you, you have several people. And by the way, she did a great job. I don't know if you caught that, but she, in the message, without any notes, um, in that answer to that question, gave us the mission of the church, which is to tell the message of Jesus to people and to lead others, to lead them to follow him. Um, that is the purpose. That's why we exist and um, we really filter that through every area of what we do. Um, t tell us this, though. Um, you have people, you know, that um, kind of come in and out, or they may move, or they may have a job situation that takes them away on Sunday mornings. Um, I I'm sure that you have needs. Tell us the areas that they could serve on Sunday morning if they have the time and are available to do that. Tell us some of the areas that they can serve in and uh, where you have needs right now. There are definitely plenty of needs. Um, it, the goal is to not have um, people serve more than once or twice a month. So in order for that to happen, we need um, help. So there's needs in all the parking lot um, greeters as well as um, hospitality. And it's just a great way for you if you're feeling, you know, I wish I could get involved or feel more connected. Um, that's one way um, to help you do that. It's an easy way to do it. Um, another thing is the relationships that are built um, through serving. It's people that you wouldn't no normally meet. Um, and, and you're serving doing the things that um, you're both passionate about. Um, and in 1 Peter 4.10, it says um, to each of us are given abilities and talents, and we should use those to help others. So find that, 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 you're, you, know, that you can serve and use your talents, whether it's guest services, whether it's production, or whether it's island kids. Find, find that niche for you. Now, I know um, in talking with Diane recently back in Island Kids, um, they uh, require about 20 or so people each and every Sunday to, to make Island Kids happen. Right now, they've been averaging 10 to 12. And so there's definitely an area that you could serve and help out with if you're interested in helping with Island Kids. Now, after we're done today, um, there is a ministry fair table. As you go around the corner, as you get ready to walk out into the monsoon, um, there's a table there with balloons. And I want to just draw your attention to that because you can sign up for one of these teams that she just talked about, Island Kids, Guest Services, or Production. And so I want to encourage you to do that today um, as you leave. Now, Ashley's up here because she's our Guest Service director, director, and we wanted to give a shameless plug to that. But I also wanted to ask you, because um, back in January, we had a series called Wholehearted. And the purpose of that series was to really spur all of us on um, in terms of tithing, in terms of giving money back to God. And um, that's just a great service 
sermon series to start the year off with to scare everybody to death, right? Okay, so um, anyway, and along with that, we conducted classes. Um, they're called Financial Peace University. And Ashley um, not only is a leader here, but she was a participant in the Financial Peace University classes. Tell us what caused you to decide to take Financial Peace University over these last, really about 10 to 12 weeks you were involved in it. Tell us why you decided to do that. I did that because I um, was very stressed out about money. Um, I had no organization to my um, financial life. Um, I, um, I just needed some direction, and I needed um, a little bit of hope. I, mm. I didn't really know what to do, and so I learned that we were doing this class, and so I thought, oh, this is my chance um, to, to have a brighter financial future. So. That's fantastic. Now, uh, tell us what happened in the midst of that class, because you had something happen in the midst of that. Tell us a little bit about that. I um, actually, prior to financial peace, um, actually about two weeks prior, I was in the process of buying a home, and um, that did not work out, thankfully, um, at that time. And um, I, you know, I thought at the time that you know it was a great thing. It's a great time to buy, but really, it was not a great time for me. Um, and so I went through the class and. Um, Dave Ramsey teaches us, he calls them baby steps. And so there are so many baby steps that I need to do um, first before it would be smart to even think about um, buying a home. So I'm very thankful that I had the opportunity and that um, I was able to have that eye opener um, before I really mess things up. <laughs> <laughs> yes, uh, learn learn before. Trust me, it's much better. Okay, um, so uh, she took the class. Um, some of you are probably wondering what financial peace is. Financial peace um, is a, a ten to twelve week class that you walk through um, principles based on Dave Ramsey's financial plan um, on on how to do things very practically and so. Uh, it's a very practical class to turn in terms of getting your a handle on your money. And you were in Mary Amenity's class. Mary leads our Financial Peace University uh, as a church. Uh, Dennis and Ann Kenny uh, led another class. And here I wanted to give you some of these stats because it's really amazing to think about what God has done. 33 people completed Financial Peace University over that period of time. It was just like 12 weeks. They paid off $136,550 in debt. Is that incredible? And at the same time, they saved 44, over 44000 almost $45,000 in savings over that same period of time. And they got to cut up with scissors 16 different credit cards. It was exciting. It was exciting to cut up those credit cards. Awesome. I love it. So um, that is amazing, uh, the, the numbers on that. It's like $12,000 per person in debt paid off and like uh, $1,200 uh, in terms of money saved. Or over, I'm sorry, $4,000 in debt paid off and uh, $1,200 in savings over that period of time. Um, if you're here today, and I mean, there's really not more of a compelling reason. Um, how would you like it if I told you that in 12 weeks you would have paid off $4,000 and saved $1,200? You probably would think I'm crazy, but it really does happen, and it did in the life of many of you who went to Financial Peace. And so we're so thankful for all of our leaders at Financial Peace. We're thankful for Ashley and what she does in our guest services. Why don't you guys give her a round of applause this morning? Thank you, Ashley. 
All right, I'm going to ask Andy Reed to come on up here. Andy, um, when he got here this morning, said to me up here at front, he said, man, I was expecting like couches and chairs and Donahue kind of setting. All we have is a mic and you, buddy, okay? So um, this is Andy Reed, and um, Andy and Stephanie, who is singing this morning, have been a part of our church for the last few years and their family, and I've gotten to know this guy. And um, Andy is, is a real estate agent. He's a very busy guy. Um, I know for a fact he plays golf because I've played with him a few times, and that's always a fun experience. <laughs> and uh, I know you play tennis. Uh, your girls are involved in sports. You guys have a very, very busy life, but you took some time over these past few weeks to be involved in 30 projects in 30 days. Tell us about the project that you joined and tell us a little bit about how that went. Okay. Um, I think the first part of it would be, I guess, why I even wanted to do it. Absolutely. Um, I would say about, I'm going to guess, five or six years ago, um, my wife and I started, and the kids uh, started going to Low Country out in Bluffton. Mm -hmm. And um, we were just kind of visiting some churches, and they had a, uh, uh, what do they call it, a service day? Serve day. Serve day. day. And I was just amazed at what they were trying to do, because uh, as I've grown in my Christian walk, uh, I'm, I'm trying to take Christ's words for what he really said. And, and a lot of the things that I have seen him do through the, the word is he actually goes and does things. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not just all talk. It's actually going to meeting people where their needs are. So <clears throat> when they did that serve day, I thought, wow, this is like really doing what the word was saying and going out and helping people and obviously love your neighbor as you love yourself. So um, we did a project out in, I think it was St. Helena. Um, And I bet there was 15, 20 guys and over about a seven hour period, um, this was like a homeless shelter or a rehab shelter or something. You could not believe what we accomplished in seven, eight hours. It, it was like one of those TV shows where, yeah. you know, you pull the van rolls away or whatever. I mean, it was incredible. The big reveal. Yeah, exactly. The big reveal. Yes. I don't watch it, but I know it's something like that. But anyway, it was amazing. And, and the point was when I got done, I was like, that's it. That, that's a big part of going out there is helping people where they're, where they're stuck. So I was hooked right off the bat um, with that. And then consequently, I think at some point we moved towards this church, yep. uh, I don't I even know if I knew it was, this church was even here. This was, like I said, three or four years ago. Thanks, Andy. Yeah, I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> and uh, keeping it real, man. Um, <laughs> but the, uh, uh, what was it? Um, I think it was a Habitat for Humanity yeah. house, maybe uh-huh. out somewhere off 95. Yeah. And um, we, we did that and just same thing. It, it, it was amazing. Um, so every time these projects or these days come up, I'm very much interested in going and doing those things. Um, so it, it, it's just very important to me. Awesome. I liked it. What did you do? What did you guys accomplish in this project you did a few weeks ago? Well, we got to Hilton Head Plantation, and I can tell you, I want to say this nicely. Um, usually when I pull up and I'm going to do something like this, I just go get it. I just grab something and start working. I had to, is, is Gary around? Where's Gary? No, I don't know. Was, okay. Um, I, Gary saw me, and I think Gary was like, is Andy about to turn around and walk away, or is he not going <laughs> to stay? But what I did was I just walked the entire 
And what were you guys house. doing? Well, with this well, the house? problem was, oh, it was landscape. It was supposed to be landscape, landscape okay. uh, help with the landscape. And I've done a lot of yard work. Uh, I was overwhelmed, <laughs> and so I walked around just to go, okay, what's the most important need we can get to? Because this ain't going to happen in three hours. I mean, it's just <laughs> not going to happen. So um, I think um, we uh, probably twenty people were there, twenty five people, and again. You can't imagine what got done there. I mean, it was a forest. And this was, this. <laughs> you guys were serving actually someone, Goethe, uh, who uh, is a widow in our church. And her, her daughter actually is here. Debbie's back in the back here. And uh, we were helping Debbie's mom. Uh, you guys were helping clean up and, and clear some brush and that sort of thing. It, it, was, it was a lot of stuff. Um, <laughs> and and we, I was amazed at what everybody did from... Power washing the uh, the de- uh, the the back porches. Uh, we had people edging, blowing off, cutting down, cutting tree limbs and things off the roof, um, edging. Um, I, I do. Is uh, Kara here? She's not here. If she's not here, oh, good, because Dominic would get mad at me. I was sitting up there. We we were in charge of cleaning the roof and the gutters. And so I needed help, and um, I got Kara, and she did a great job. I had a rope on me and her, and I was holding her so and all this stuff. And, and I, after a while, I went, man, I'd be mad if somebody had asked my wife to get up there on this <laughs> roof. So I apologized to her, and, and uh, Dominic, I would apologize to you if you were here. But, um, I, I, but she was safe. I'm telling you, she was safe. But we, we got it done. Sure. But she was already up there. It was too late. I couldn't turn back then. So anyway, it was a um, – I was just really – amazed at what got accomplished. Now, you, you said something very interesting. You said that you're always interested in doing these types of things when they come up. Tell us what's the compelling reason why we all should be involved in these types of projects when they come up, Andy. I, I think it's got to be an individual. For me, I can only answer it from my journey. Yeah. And I would simply say that <clears throat> as a Christ follower from a long time ago, I had I had some messed up thought thinking. Um, I, I was a kind of guy who I thought, "Hey God, I'll do it. You know, I'll do what you say, but I expect something in return." Mm, yeah. uh, I bargained with God constantly. If you do this, I'll do that. Mm. And then when He didn't do His part, I, you know, it was just it was not a true love. Yeah. And and I would say I would not do these type of things back then, unless there was a motive for myself. Ah, yeah, yeah. Strings attached. <laughs> Yes, yeah. I expected something in return. Yeah. But over the years of, of life, and you learn that things don't always... By the way, I heard this great quote. You want to make God laugh? Tell him your plans. Yeah, yeah. That's <laughs> so, right. That's it. Um, so my <laughs> plans have changed so much over my life, and I've learned that uh, he, he broke me down very significantly over the years and uh, to the point of surrender. And, and, it, and my attitude changed from... God, what are you going to give me? What, what, are, how are we going to bargain? To, I mean, it's crazy, but it's completely to, thank you. That's good. And I can tell you, when you get to that point where you don't really care about what, what he's going to give you, because you realize he already gave it all to you. That's right. That's right. And this side of the, this side of it is not that big of a deal. Uh, it's a big deal, but our future is very bright on the other side. And so, whatever God gives, I'm very thankful here. And so when I go out there to do these serve days, I'm not doing it because I want anything. Mm. I'm doing it because I want to say thank you to him, great, but also to, to 
obey what Christ said, my, right. my Savior. He said, go help these people. So why not? Absolutely. So anyway, that's that's, great, that's why. Hey, Andy, thank you for serving, You're buddy. Appreciate it. Why don't All you right. give Andy a round of applause? Thanks, buddy. Appreciate that. Wanted you to see today some of what um, God is doing because y'all, this is this is it. Um, we don't do these things in our own power. We don't do them by ourselves. We don't do them in our own strength. We do them because God gives us the, the ability to do that. He gave Andy and Kara the ability to get up on that roof and spray that roof off, and uh, so we do this because. Um, he loved us, and because we were told to go and to reach our community for Christ. Um, I want you to uh, see the faces of, of a couple people that um, I, I want to introduce you to that just are amazing stories. The first one is a, a guy who's in here today, and uh, he's a, a, a teenager that I met when he was about eight or nine years old, right when we first started at that time Lowcountry Community Church Hilton Head, um, and his name is Alex Pastilli. And um, Alex on Friday received his Eagle Scout Award. Isn't that awesome? We're proud of you, buddy. Way to go. All right, man, you did a great job getting there. And so um, I was uh, honored to be a part of his uh, court of honor this past Friday night doing the invocation and the benediction, and we celebrated him receiving this award. And uh, I told him this on Friday night. Um, it's really amazing to see what he has done but the, the really neat part about Alex is to watch over the course of time the man that he has become. And there's a huge difference there, isn't that? Isn't that a difference? And so he has become an, a, a man of character, and so we're excited to see what he's done. But um, one of the things you may not know about Alex is, is that he chose in his Eagle Scout project, you know, everybody who goes through the um, trail of getting the Eagle Scout award has to do a project. And it's not just, you know, go for like three hours and do something. They have to create a binder. They have to report. They have to take pictures on what they've done. It's very extensive. He chose to come here to this church to help us do some of the demolition work so that those of you who are sitting right over here, um, you're sitting there partly because Alex helped do some demolition work over on this side of the building a year ago. And um, he uh, organized that with Gary Harrison, who is our general contractor, and he organized all of his friends to come in, and they did an amazing job. And all told, Alex and his team saved us about $10,000 in cost uh, last year. And so, Alex, you're a demonstration at your age, 16, I believe, of what it means to selflessly serve others. And I know you did it for the Eagle Scout, but I know you would have done it anyway. That's the kind of man of character you are. And so we're thankful for what you've done, and we're thankful uh, of who you are. And we are really uh, the, the benefit uh, of, of having you in our church, Alex, and we're so proud of you. So hopefully we can learn a little something from you. The other person I want you to meet um, is someone who's here today, and uh, her name is Carol Clemens, and she's actually here with her husband, Bob. They've been a part of our church for quite a few years, and Carol came up to me recently. Actually, it was after the first message that we had, and she said, Todd, I want to serve um, with 30 projects, but I just don't have any time because I'm too busy. And, you know, that's kind of something you hear often. And, but then she went on to explain um, why she's busy. She's busy because she spends all of her time serving our community. 
and she was um, uh, featured in an article in Pink Magazine for uh, this past month. And um, Carol serves. I, I want to read some of the things that she does in terms of serving um, our community. And she does this all on her own time. She does it um, all uh, because she represents Christ. Um, in one month, um, the month of April, she um, served 11 hours at Volunteers in Medicine, six hours at the Boys and Girls Clubs, but she says that she normally serves 16 hours, um, five hours at the Audubon Society, 17 hours at the Coastal Discovery Museum, and six hours at Charity Knitting. And it's really interesting because I know Carol, and she really probably isn't liking me do this at all because she's very humble. Um, but I want to tell you something that she told me the other day. She said, Todd, the reason I do this is because I love to help people. That's what serving is all about. And Carol, we're so thankful that you're part of our church because you represent us and you represent us so well. But not only does she represent us, but she represents the cause of Christ. And the lesson that we can learn from Alex and the lesson that we can learn from Carol is that there is this whole idea that serving requires permission. Serving does not require permission. You don't have to ask to serve. You can just serve. You on your own time and your own freedom can serve our community and represent Jesus Christ in amazing ways. Um, Carrie mentioned it earlier, part of our website is our One Community page. I want to encourage you to visit that. It's hiltonheadislandcc.org slash one-community. It's very easy to get to if you go to our front page. On that page, you can discover all of our local partners that we have firm establishments with. If you go to those partners and say you want to serve, tell them you go to Hilton Head Island Community Church and you'll have an open door to be able to serve at those organizations. The other thing that's on there is specific ways like we talked about last week that you can go in our community and serve. Um, there is also a place on there that you can uh, get involved in the Yahoo community. Um, we've set up a Yahoo community group for people who want to serve Hilton Head Island. So if you want to be a part of serving people on Hilton Head Island, I want to encourage you to go to that page and to sign up for that Yahoo group so that you guys can share ideas and share information about how we as a church can serve our community. You know, all day we've been talking about all these great things God has done. All along this period of time from January to now, our church has grown by at least 10%. Our income is up by 20%. We gave 12, uh, we've given $12,000 to missions organizations, local and global, because of your help. Some of these folks that you saw up here earlier that are going to Belize, each one of them that's going was given by our church $250 because you all came to a missions concert that we had back in March, and you were able to give. But here's what I want us to be careful of. I don't want us to take any of the glory. I don't want us to become prideful. I want us to be humble about what God is doing because without him, none of this happens. Without his help, without his strength, none of it happens. Psalm, the psalmist wrote in Psalm 115, verse 1, Not to us, Lord, be the glory, but to your name be the glory. And that's what today is all about, giving God the glory. Would you pray with me today? Father God, we do want to stop, and we do want to celebrate, and we do want to talk about the numbers, and we do want to talk about the success stories. 
because each of those numbers and each of those stories is not just a story to bring us glory. It's not for the purpose of making Todd Cullen's name great or Hilton Head Island Community Church's name great or Alex Basili or Carol Clemens. Father God, we do this because we want to make your name great on Hilton Head Island. Please continue to keep us humble. And God, we sing with the psalmist. We say with the psalmist, not to us, O Lord, but to your name be the glory. Thank you, God, for all that you're doing. Thank you for the three who said yes to you at our middle school retreat and three more who recommitted their lives to you. God, we give you the glory for the 24 who said yes to you on Easter morning right here in this room. Father God, we thank you for all of those who are growing in their faith, who have successfully completed a 90-day challenge that for some was very difficult, but for the first time in their lives, they began tithing. Father, all these things are not for us, but Father God, it's to you. And we want to give you the praise and the glory and the honor. In Jesus' name I pray, and God's people said, amen.